When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Hey, City Washington. Hey, girl. Hey, what's going on? You look great. Do I? I mean, you look like... I broke out on my forehead and I'm like, I think it's an allergic reaction to something. Someone gave me some free products. And you know when somebody gives you something for free, you're like, "Mm, did it not work on you? What happened? I don't use free products on my face. I fucking did it. And it's like Drunk Elephant, which is, it's really expensive. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. good. Bitch, it might not be for me. It might not be it for might, you. And it's like I'm breaking out underneath my forehead, and it's just like it yeah, hurts. Yeah, pink elephant might be for wealthy white women, no, not it's poor drunk black girls. Elephant, and whatever. It's, it might not. It's, it might not just be for you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. I'm. Is that why you're wearing sunglasses? Yes. Because I know. your forehead is pimply. Yeah. <laughs> we can see your forehead. <laughs> you just throwing a visor on. I'm like, you don't need to see bags and my breakout on my forehead. You could. You're gonna get one. Bags and breakouts. Mm-hmm. That should be the name of your album. <laughs> Bags and breakouts. How are you, Marie? How you doing? You look very uh winter fallish. I don't know. Thank you so much. Uh she's not wearing pants. You surely aren't. You see this? I ain't got no pants. Are you on. coming for your home or somewhere else? <laughs> well, I came from home, made a quick stop, Clearly. had some breakfast, came across the street for the uh, podcast. Are you serious? And here I am. Wow. So you fully got, sated. So you got some dick before the fucking Sis, podcast? I said breakfast. I didn't Which say can dick. Al- Desayuna can also be dick. It was breakfast <laughs> with a side order of dick. <laughs> it was some home fries. Uh, no, I, uh, I'm i doing really well. I uh, still don't have any money, but I'm alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. This week I was an expert at almost getting selena I almost got bitty bitty bum bumped. Oh my God. You're laughing, but I have a stalker <laughs> fan situation and it's bad. And maybe I'm being dramatic, but she is definitely being dramatic. I but a, I'm, I'm like here. I'm here for it. Well, give your lifetime me, channel story. Do sis, it. Let do me it. centric. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me give the story, <laughs> and then we'll see if it's lifetime or centric. Okay. Uh, BET after dark. So I. Well, the dude is greasy and Haitian. So it's he's not Haitian. Don't do that. Don't put that on him. <laughs> don't don't give us that. We don't claim him. We don't recognize. Uh, I think he's just regular black. Sis. Oh, he's simply black. Simply black. Mm-hmm. As are you. Uh, so. <laughs> It's just diet African-American. Uh-huh. Uh, so this man sent me a message last week and was like, hey, I used to listen to you on the radio all the time. Your show is really great. I was on the radio a year and some change ago, right? Haven't even done the show this year. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, I'm, I'm getting ready to pitch a show about the underground comedy scene. Would love to include you in this. And I was like, mm, bruh, you gotta go through my manager, you know, because I have that. Right. And so my manager was like, he was being very vague. It was very random. We don't know him. And I was like, please make this go away. And she was like, oh, thank God. I'm glad you don't want to do this because, you know, she'd be looking at me funny. Mm -hmm. And she says, no, we have to pass on this. I had a show on Tuesday. He says uh, he the host of the show hit me up and was like, oh, this guy's coming to shoot Marie tonight and uh, maybe he can shoot everybody else's sets too. And I was like, who's coming to see me? I'm sorry, shoot me with what? And <laughs> he literally shoot you. Excuse me, um, pardon, no, excuse me. And he was like, oh, this guy said uh, he was coming to shoot you for this pilot that he's shooting, this pitching, and he said your manager said it was cool. I was like, <laughs> let first, me. Of all, first of all, he lying. I said, let me go ahead and text 10%. I said, hey, sis, uh, what, you said this dude can come shoot me. And she was like, absolutely not. I, I told him to go to away, to go away, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. He came to my show. Lucky for me, I'm professional black and I was late to the show. But he got there early. Mm-hmm. He had a friend. They sat in the front row. They set a camera up. And the guy was like, hey, the host was like, hey, you can't shoot Marie. Like, we... They, we emailed you today and told you you couldn't do it. Her manager said it wasn't cool. He was like, I'm not here for Marie. I'm here for you to the host. And the host was like, um, that's Are not what you? you had said to me. And he was like, you're making my comics uncomfortable. You have to go. <laughs> and the dude got aggressive. And I was like, because I was talking to you about it when it was all going down. And Sydney was like, go to the show early. Go up first. Leave. If I had gotten there early, mm. he would have seen me. Yeah. 
Oh my god! So I got there late. I had a hat on. My hair I was, was trying to set you up. <laughs> Sydney, Sydney in this manner in cahoots. Oh my god! I am trying to get you, Selena. I don't want. I can't get. I can't die at a, a show that has less than twenty people at it. Like I right. can't. That's not how I die. <laughs> also, didn't even have my good panties on. Like these, everything was not set up for me to die that day. Right. And so I get to the show late. I'm like hiding the collars all the way up to my eyebrows. Like I. I'm afraid because I don't know what this person looks like. And this person's been listening to me on the radio for a year, might listen to this bomb ass podcast. Mm-hmm. And these people think that they know you. And anyway, he's uh, if, if he's 86, he's uh, <laughs> he's like in his 40s, like this little black dude with, mus- with muscles. I don't know, sis. I, I don't know. I didn't meet him. I saw the pictures and I was like, that could literally be anybody on the train. Honestly. That could be a- anybody and everybody. Then when they told him to leave, he was like, I came all the way from New Jersey. I was like, oh, my God. God he's just... from New Jersey. He has nothing to live for, so I he's mean... definitely ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> live in New Jersey? That's not funny. <laughs> anyway, she might not make it through the end of the year. Uh, so cherish these episodes. Oh, my Sydney, God. Sydney, what were you an expert in this week? Um, uh... Besides giving me bad advice about my stalker. <laughs> Speaking up, you know, you got to speak up. You got to tell people how you feel. Right. I was in an Uber pool and, uh, you know, I'm starting off wrong. I'm in an Uber pool. You don't really get to say what you want and what you need in a pool. No. Like you sharing that shit. Yeah. Like you, you budgeting. So you going to get budget service. It's a bougie ass bus. It is. So I'm there and um, the driver one is playing Christian Mingle Rock. Yeah, that's it's not, so that's it's not like, for everybody, sir. I love him. It sounds like, you know, like some J-Lo slash Christian slash, uh, what do you call it? The I'm Hillsong? Here. Hillsong? I'm here for a J-Lo Hillsong uh, collab. Waiting for Christ. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm here for that. Waiting for Christ. Uh-huh. <laughs> With the lasers and Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Lord. Yes, the laser <laughs> turns into the cross. Um, yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> yes. Let's let's make that happen. <laughs> so, like, that's not really. I don't know. I just don't think you should put relig- religious music on in, in a pool in my car. Yeah, because what if you're atheist? What if you're Jewish? What if you're? It's just not universal. But was it a bop? Were you guys? It was not a bop. Jam. Okay. Well, it sounded like a cousin was also on the track. It was like a Christian Mingle mixtape. So it wasn't uh, even per- professional music, right, you know? Right. So I'm listening and the ride is going to be long. It's like 28 minutes. I was like, do I, can I really do this? And then he rolls all the windows down. Oh, all no. of them. Oh, no. And I'm like, okay, I got to pick one. Like if I say, if I t- ask about the music, then it's going to be like, oh, you're one of those people who don't believe in the Lord. And then, <laughs> and then if you ask him Do about you the- not know Christ? <laughs> yes. And the bitch in the front was like, oh, this, I love this music. I was like, oh my God, two, two Christian Mingle people. And I was like, oh, I'm I think the- they just call them Christian sis. What, Christian Mingle. It sounded like they was, it was a meetup going on. I was mm. like, if we, if we pick up another Christian motherfucker in here, <laughs> I'm getting out. And I was like, ooh, should I, should I be that person? I'm like, mm. Do you think you could put something else on? Okay, pause. You didn't have headphones on you? Your phone wasn't charged? That's not the point. That is the point. That is not the point. Could you have just put some music on your headphones? I forgot my headphones. Okay, <laughs> that's the point. So you were unprepared. Anyway, prepared to speak. Go ahead. So I told him to roll up the window and he said, actually, I'm really hot. I can't. And the I said, said that? the driver said that. Not the, cu- not the other customer in the front. The driver. And I was like, Okay, well, maybe maybe he is hot. Maybe he's like hypoglycemic or whatever. And whatever that it's means, a, like it's a you know a health thing. Maybe he needs all the windows down. But it was really freaking cold. Yeah. And then I was like, well, sir, can we change the music because this is not really for me. And then he was look. They both looked at me like, what do you mean this isn't for you? <laughs> he slammed on the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, we could cancel the ride. Um. <laughs> Basically, I told him, I was like, I don't like the music. If if you can turn the music off, that'd be great. I have a migraine. And he said, no. So they would not roll up the windows and they would not turn the music on, turn the music off. And I was like, well, what do I do? Because we about to hit this bridge. <laughs> and I got I to be cold. A long ride after I got to be cold and praying. And it's colder over the water. Oh, my God. It was turning into a prayer circle in that bitch. I was like, I feel uncomfortable. So I spoke up. Um, they didn't change anything. They uh, didn't fix anything. I gave him one star and yes. I wrote a Yelp. I yelped about it. I said, You wrote is- a Yelp? Yeah, I did. You wrote a, an Uber review. An Uber review, okay. which is also a Yelp. 
it's a fucking like, Yelp. And then for, you, you it's a Yelp for Uber. I mean, you hit another app. Okay. I said your driver was extremely unprofessional. He's playing religious Christian music that wasn't good. I said, I'm an atheist. That's not my Lord. Oh, sis. Who is your Lord then? <laughs> not because that. I don't think we can do this podcast. Drake. You got a, a dark Lord. <laughs> Drake is my Lord. You know, it's just, uh, Sydney, we going uh, Metro Boomin don't trust him. That's what I said in the in the Uber. Metro Boomin don't trust yeah, him. Yeah, so. we're going to have to do a prayer circle after the podcast because <laughs> I'm not going to hell for you. Uh, speaking of going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> today uh lovely fantastic uh and i actually want to hear your thoughts on everything that you heard just now uh he is a super hilarious comedian that i'm sure you see so funny he's his instagram stay Mm popping his body is always out yes he had a comedy Um, central half half hour beautiful here for all of it uh he is our los angeles expert it's joel kim booster wow um Mm -hmm. so many thoughts so Mm -hmm. i sydney you posted about that uber Mm -hmm. ride and i cannot i gasped when i read it because i could not believe the rudeness of it it's Um, my it's my fault because uber drivers now they they're popping in collar they're like we're doing what we want it's uber pool Bitch, you in here. Yeah, they know they have the power because yeah. they're like, you're poor. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, they know you have no uh, leverage right. in this situation. Right. But I will say it was shocking because I knew you. there was a New York ride. And I find New York, especially, like, well, let's just get into L.A. The L.A. Uber drivers are hell. Yeah, uh, they talk too much. They talk They way talk too much. too much. But also, I cannot tell you, this is a different situation, but oftentimes I will get, uh, this has happened maybe, th- I think upwards of three times, I've gotten into an Uber or a Lyft, and they're playing Eminem. And it's like, Eminem? Every, Eminem? every like Eminem song. Eminem? I don't know if it's current or old, but like, <laughs> I will say say that thematically, it feels like every Eminem rap is about a murder-suicide with his wife. Yes, 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 yes. So old Eminem. And it's like, it's always, I'm always like, and and like, it doesn't bother me necessarily because I'm like, whatever, like I can tune this out or it's, it's not like, it's not triggering to me, but it's always like, I'm like, what a bold move to be playing the most violent rap music in your car. Mm -hmm. Like no apology for it. With people present. Like with, like. I just like don't or sometimes I'll get in in LA and they'll be listening to straight up like Rush Limbaugh like conservative <laughs> talk radio just talk, talk radio and it's like can you just like literally like put on jazz you know like anything the, like you're this is a, a situation where we all have to feel comfortable and I know that it sucks that we live in a world where like we can't <laughs> where like any side you know is uncomfortable at something but right. it's just like don't play music then yeah. you know or play top 40 I don't care yeah. Joel just, you like, basically was like Christian Mingle's not that bad he I had Eminem like yeah. that's worse that's, that's I, the complete get, opposite yeah sometimes though oh you're driving like I'll be driving like in this like in Texas doing a gig or something like that mm-hmm. and I'll be like flipping through the radio stations and I'll be like oh this sounds cool like I I, I don't often listen to the radio mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. and so I'll be like oh this must be like the new you know uh, Demi Lovato that I'm not familiar with mm-hmm. and then like I'll get two minutes into the song and I'll be like wait a minute <laughs> this is a Christian this song this is fuck they're getting so good at aping they what are is it's going like on. they it's, have to they're like surprise yeah. <laughs> it's, it's about Christ yeah. yeah they're and you know what honestly the music that's his preference, whatever. But the window the thing, window thing is he crazy. could have totally rolled up. You couldn't window. roll one of the windows. The no, he put he put it on where it, he can only control oh, child lock. Sh- yeah, it was fucking crazy, dude. That is like, wild. I was like, fix your fucking car before you, you know, have your windows all the way down. Was the car cute? No, it wasn't. It was so dusty. The cup holders had <laughs> ashes in it. It was just so nasty. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, but I feel like when I get in an Uber and there's no music playing, that's almost worse. Mm-hmm. Like it's like we do, we can hear each other like swallow yeah. just like uh, actually can we <clears throat> well that's in LA they don't have the music playing because they want to talk to you yeah they want to have a conversation well and here's what I recently realized about the real difference like the the difference in person that difference between New York and LA is that I think like because people are always like oh New Yorkers are rude and LA people are kind and I don't think it's it's not the rudeness it's what it is is that we are so in New York you are so used every day being skin to skin with strangers right mm-hmm. and like not addressing it and just right. being like 
everyone's in their own world. We don't need to like communicate right. with strangers. And that doesn't happen in LA. And so when you're in a small enclosed space with a stranger, you're like, oh, this is weird. We should be talking. And then I'm sitting there as an, as a former New Yorker being like, oh, no, Actually, like, no, I can I can exist in a space with a stranger and never look them in the eyes. Oh, can't for, even describe what they look like. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Can't even you describe what this they is a transaction. Like. I and like and it's not like me being like, I don't like you or want it's just like no this i don't like you it doesn't need to like be you. i don't want to see you it, it, we don't need to be friends like this is a short interaction and mm-hmm. like i have gotten and like i'm sure i my rating has like plummeted since i moved to la <laughs> because i i just don't play ball like i refuse i will chat sydney and i will get in an uber in la and we'll talk to the drivers not because it's care. easier when you have a friend though right like, yeah, when we you tag were... team and we promote our podcast work <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if you love this conversation, listen to the unofficial expert. Oh, I got a, I got a date out of uh, <laughs> yes, you did, Uber yeah. that we took together in LA mm-hmm. uh, with the driver, not a customer. Right. And <laughs> uh, we went to, to get French toast the next time I was in I, LA. That's a fantasy, actually. Like sometimes I've, I've gotten to my, my like late night and I'm like, are we vibing? Is this happening? <laughs> this Should like- I move to the front? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Joel, where are you from? Uh, I grew up right outside Chicago in the suburbs along with Kanye, by the way. Oh, yikes. Sorry well, to hear. Can we talk about, about him? When he talks about be, like Chicago, like it's like chance. Yes. You talk about Chicago. When Kanye talks about Chicago, I'm like, bitch, you are not from Chicago. <laughs> like, don't talk about like, like you grew up on the fucking south side of Chicago. His parents are affluent. Right. His mother was like a teacher or something. Yeah. They're, both know. his parents had like white collar jobs. Like. I it's mean, a lot. Anyway, sorry to dive in. No, no, no. no, 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 no. We all know that Kanye yeah. is a liar. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you're, yeah, so Chicago, Chicago. Yeah, outside of Chicago, like 30 minutes outside the city. Okay. Uh, went to college downstate, then moved to the city proper right after college. New York City. Yeah. What no, no, Chicago. Chicago oh, City. Chicago. Like, okay. Yeah. I also I thought the city. city. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's only one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I was in Chicago for three years and then moved to New York and was here for five. What were you doing in Chicago? Uh, Chicago, you know, I moved to Chicago because I wanted to do theater. I see that. But like Second City is is used there, right? Yeah. Second City is the thing. But like for me, I never had any designs to do comedy. I never was. In fact, I in college auditioned for the improv and sketch groups like three times and never made it. Three times. Fuck. Listen, yeah. I tried out for the basketball team one time, didn't make it. I was like, basketball is dead <laughs> to me. I, uh, that was probably a, a, a race thing, right? A race thing? Yeah. Wait, her basketball or no, me? No, not you. And... Him. him. Uh, I him don't theater? think so. I think it might be more of a gay thing. Oh. I think it was yeah, more I wasn't a gay even thinking about the gay. I was like, the gay is cool. The yeah. gay is theater. Yeah. How dare they? But, yes, uh, but it was improv. Improv uh, and improv sketch comedy. Too, also, you don't, want, you don't want to be the Asian dude in the improv troupe because yeah. everything that yep. like mm-hmm. as a as a black, black woman person. every time yeah. I did uh, a scene in improv with like them UCB weird kids they'd be like <laughs> I'd, I'd come out and they'd be like and we're picking cotton and I'd be yeah. like I'm sorry we're picking yeah. up cotton at the store and they were yeah. like no we're just picking it in a feet and it was like no it's oh a lot God. it's a lot but so yeah and so I never really thought about being doing comedy and then I was in Chicago and I was doing theater and I was acting and I was writing and mm-hmm. like I was like this is fun. I, I really enjoyed it. And I still love the community there mm-hmm. to this day. Um, it just like the more like three years in, I started getting going in for auditions for like real ass paying jobs. And it yeah. was weird. The more money you got in theater in Chicago, the less interesting the roles got for an Asian person. Oh, because sure. it was just like, you know, on the ground floor, like the storefront theater, like, you know, the equivalent to like a bar show here for mm-hmm. Sanem. It, it was like great and cool and interesting. And like everyone was like, yeah, you're good. So, well, yeah, of course you can be the male lead in this, you know, because right. like we buy that. And then like you get to the Goodman and the Steppenwolfs and like the, the you know, the theaters that are paying you an actual paycheck. And right. it's like, oh, no, actually, we see you as this. And I was like, oh, this so, like sucks. you own the store where the black girls get their weave. Um, like, what? You own. <laughs> this play like yeah. yeah they're not they're not writing stuff for people who don't look when like there's them. money behind it they get so scared and they're like we can only do what the uh, what the culture says uh, you know like they're not pushing boundaries they're just like we have this money we have to follow the rules that are set but that we so, understand about like who you know but what's so crazy about that is is they like if somebody was just going to think outside the box one time, then it'd be like, oh, that's I've seen that already. Like we can do more of these things with these people. Like I saw Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. I was here for that. 
Did you see that movie? I I did. I saw it. I enjoyed it. I saw it at an almost all Asian screening very early. I but didn't the get thing to is, the thing is, is you know what sucks about um the representation conversation is that like literally everyone is like you must see this movie because if this movie doesn't do well then we will get no more well that's what and they that's, said about black panther yeah and it's like we what, what an awful position to be in as an asian person or a black person who it's like maybe maybe you don't want to watch black let's, panther but you feel obligated no 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 no, to, no, no. you want to watch black Panther. i mean i did i did <laughs> everybody gotta watch but let's, like but let's talk about the plethora of beige films that are trash yeah. but they can keep doing them exactly. because they don't have to worry about doing a bad everything Catherine heigl has done I listen feel like. i look back i look back and i feel so guilty for how hard i went in on looking the gay sex in the city show on hbo because oh, i didn't even everyone hated it or well, a lot of people hated it online never and Heard myself of it. included exactly and um <laughs> we, and the thing is is looking now like i'll go out i'll take i'll like i took out a show like a year ago uh to pitch and everyone before we went into like any place they were like do not bring up looking because it is seen as a failure and you have there has not been a show with gay with four gay male leads since that show about specifically about a group of gay friends and because every every exec is like well that show failed so it, it's it clearly must but, be because I mean, people don't want to watch get a show about gay people and it was like no that show was just like not very exciting it was right and it so was poorly written yeah and it's just like so i didn't even watch it I give us another the writing one. Yeah. was probably terrible it was just like it's four gay men and it was a little snoozy and it's like come on <laughs> we're the most looking, exciting people in the world. i've never fallen asleep HBO. with four gay men yeah. never i've exactly. never fallen asleep i've always been like okay we're so we go in here out. we jump in here i'm doing yeah. coke and then we're doing ketamine yeah. and then my ass is out it's like <laughs> it's so much it's somebody bought so popper yeah uh, exactly. sydney yeah. watched me do poppers last night uh, <laughs> last night on a, yeah. on a wednesday yeah. on a wednesday night is that an la thing are you yeah. trying to bring the la no. shit over here it's a no. gay thing listen that's yeah no that's 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 coast to coast we're doing poppers. <laughs> coast to coast poppers. <laughs> Can you talk to the people who are listening who maybe don't know what a popper is? A poppers a popper is? is a, uh, it's a drug that me- gay men use to have sex. Um, no, it's basically, it's uh, amyl nitrate. I have the chemical build tattooed on my body because oh, I thought you it was do? funny. I'll show you. Yeah, wait, yeah. I'll show you. You have to pull your pants oh, wow. down. Okay. Yeah. Oh, first my God. Dudes. Uh, right there. Wow. Best. Yo, Joel pulled his pants down You're in the a, studio. Yeah. You're about that life. I felt safe. Um, it is I've, a safe space. I've literally been here for eight hours. Um, <laughs> I, uh, no, so it's just basically it's a uh, it's basically whippets. It's like gay whippets. But you can f- buy them at like a bodega. Like where yeah, does one buy get, poppers? You can get them. It's the legality has changed a lot in the U.S. and in the U.K. It's been legal and then it wasn't legal and then now it's legal again. Uh, it's often sold as VCR cleaner. What? Oh my God! So first you, of all, who got a VCR? Well, exactly. I actually had a friend in Chicago, and she worked at like this gay sort of like Kmart, basically, where you got like you know, your g-strings and your wigs and your gay poppers art. and stuff yes. like that. Yeah, and um, she she was like a cool girl. She was like with it. She wasn't an idiot. But I remember at a party once, she was like, "Yeah, she's like, is uh, are like." Are there like a lot of movies that are only on VHS in the gay community that like you're like really big? And I was like, "What are you talking about, Mary?" And she's like, "These gay guys come in all the time to buy VCR cleaner." And it's like, "Who still has a VCR?" And I'm like, "Oh, this." Like, <laughs> wait, wait, how do you take poppers? You sniff. You just sniff. They're it. a little bottle, and you sniff. Yeah. Okay. I have them in my bag. And what does it do? <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, what it does is it uh, it gives you a head rush, and it also, more importantly, the reason why it's so big in the gay community is it dilates you, and so it loosens you up and makes it easier to take a dick. Mm, so why don't take you, a dick? So why don't you just do G? Well, that doesn't give you like the body loosening like thing. And that's like more of a commitment. Mm -hmm. Like poppers last. It's a head rush that lasts for like 30 seconds. So wait, you got to hurry up and take it and hurry up and get the dick. Like what if you change your mind? You do it like literally as you're like. As it's going in? As it's going in. Yeah. Girl, so what bye. were you doing with Sydney last night that you took it in front of Sydney? <laughs> well, it's also like it makes you. What was y'all doing? We were getting closer. Rush, we were yeah, prepping for the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> the head rush. The head rush is also like it's euphoric. Okay. It's like a 30 second euphoria. And so like it's fun to do like and then da- you really do just like want to dance and like and then you're it's done after. 30 I feel seconds. like you can just do Molly for that. I know, but that's again that's a, a, a commitment. commitment. This is a man who has things this to do. Is, honestly, I'm surprised. <laughs> He's so busy. I'm turning so many straight people onto poppers in LA because it's such a like, oh, I have to drive so I can't drink or I can't do drugs because I don't want to like be under the influence. Oh, and it's like, bitch, straight do people poppers. Doing poppers? Yeah. yeah, they go on. They're going to gentrify it. They gentrify it. They're going to fuck it up, it. Yeah. Listen, fuck it up for should, everybody. The thing is, is it, 
if you take in it, it works for your like it loosens everything up so it loosens all the holes up so i know i've turned a lot of straight women on to it because it's <laughs> like about? my holes is tight <laughs> exactly the why you would need it you know because it like dilates you and like it makes everything a little easier for both men and women if you are being penetrated this podcast has been sponsored by poppers yeah. yes it has find you them at, find them at Gay Mart. i will say it's uh, it's bad because there are a lot of different brands and like when i was young i was like oh there are poppers are poppers it's yeah. all the same and now it's gotten to the point where i'm like no there are certain brands are better Oh, so now Jungle Juice is better than uh, than Rush. So now you're being Jungle a juice. sommelier of poppers. Yeah, I am. Yes. I'm a popper sommelier. <laughs> Let's talk about it. This is what you should be the expert on uh-huh. is poppers. Oh, hey, what's a bad What's a bad popper? A bad popper will just give you like a. Uh, it initially feels like the head rush, but then it, you'll get a headache really easily, or it oh. won't. Like some make honestly make me feel hornier than others like some Ooh, let, uh, list them which one is that like yeah. jungle juice jungle, jungle juice, juice i think it's the one jungle juice me. sounds like a win to me yeah. also there's also now like uh, artisanal like poppers brands that are I'm popping up literally you. literally i was at Folsom street fair in san francisco which is like a huge gay sex festival you're at a fair <laughs> you got it's poppers. a gay street festival <laughs> right. where people are like fucking in the streets of san francisco ah, and san um francisco. there's just guys walking out with these trays and it's i believe uh, double scorpio is the brand mm. And it was like poppers, but like a minty, like eucalyptus sort of like after thing. Yeah. And I was like, so they had like a little like Trader Joe's sampler platter going on. Mm -hmm. People just do poppers in the street. (laughs) Yeah. Freaking everyone was dilated in the streets of San Francisco. (laughs) Um, That's beautiful. I'm here for all of that. Gorgeous. It was gorgeous. So let's talk about you moving to New York. Yeah. Right. So you you're doing the theater thing out there. You're like, ugh, this is like I'm making money, but I'm not happy. I'm not happy. And then I was doing a play called Five Lesbians Eating a Quiche. Um, That's a long ass title. Five Lesbians Eating a Quiche. Uh-huh. Um, and okay. you know who was starring in that play at the time was Beth Stelling, who Ooh. is a um, known in our community. Yes, She's yes. an amazing stand-up comedian. She was sort of like the queen of Chicago comedy at that moment in time, and she was getting ready to move to LA. Mm-hmm. And I remember like talking to her on a break, and I was like, I'm really frustrated with like you know the acting and the theater and blah blah blah. And I'm I, I just I'm I'm not feeling represented. Mm-hmm. I'm not uh, by these roles. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Well, you write and you are comfortable on stage. You should just try stand-up. She's like, you're funny and, you know, casually. So maybe Come write a on, joke. Beth, with the casual, yeah. uplifting speech. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I don't even think I've talked to her about this. She does not remember. I'm sure she forgot it, it as such, soon as she It was such away. a casual, like, we're just sitting on a break, like, chatting. And I ended up trying it once. I crashed the first time, thank God, because if I bombed, I don't think I'd ever would have tried it again. No. Um, I, looking back, I couldn't tell you a single joke that I had written for it. Um, and then that was years ago. Yeah, years ago. And then I just like I did. Sh- I, it was hard in Chicago because I was like I didn't know how stand up worked. Right. I didn't know that I was supposed to be going to open mics and stuff like that. Right. And like and so what happened was is I would get booked on these like weird gigs because like people in the theater community would n- knew that I was starting to do stand up and they were like oh do you want to open for this play and just do stand up <laughs> bef- before this play. Freaking love the theater. And community. I was like oh sure yeah, and you I know, didn't plays need a little help yeah. you know you got. <laughs> the audience out before they get into this exactly. weird ass play. And then like I would start getting booked at like clubs in Chicago and other stand-ups in Chicago really resented me because they were like, well, he didn't put in the time. They haters. He didn't do the... But the thing is, is when you're Don't in a... Don't worry about my when, journey, boo. When you're in a smaller <laughs> community like that, people really do get fixated on like line jumping and like you got to do this X, But is Y, it Z line thing. jumping if I'm better than you? Exactly. It's um, like, sis, you could back cut. <laughs> well, and there was a lot of like, oh, because Mateo Lane and I were both in the scene at the time and Mateo was so supportive at the beginning and mm-hmm. really did like... He was the one who explained to me like like you should be going to these open mics and stuff like that too but he was also like fuck them all because like this was a time like it, it was only like eight years ago but it does it was so different to be a gay stand-up comedian back then mm. because yeah. there was so much more hostility from other stand-ups who were like oh you're just going on stage and like talking about being gay and people will laugh at that and it was like no bitch i'm writing setup punchline setup punchline like fuck you yeah. just because like i'm talking about my dating life and it's a little bit different than yours right like you're resenting the fact that they're la- it's just like it was such a more hostile environment yeah yeah then, i can see that i can see it. it is now i like there's so many of us now and it's so great and it's like back then mateo was the only other gay stand-up that i really knew and there was a lot more not between me and mateo but like i think like we were just exiting this period where like gay stand-ups were really competitive with each other because we knew there would only be one, even one. even in my even my early years in, in new york like it would be like mateo would cancel on a show and i'd get a facebook message being like hey we need a gay 
basically that was hey, like the, the subtext of it get, well honestly, and it was like it was it was a long time before mateo and i would just casually be on the same lineup without it being an explicitly gay stand-up show yeah and then now it's nice because it's like mateo and i are very different stand-ups yes we have very different styles talk about different shit yeah and it's like there's no reason why we couldn't be on the same bill it's not redundant at all but you know? it's so redundant when you hear this the same chad ryan connor jokes and it's like yes you hate your mother you went on a bad day yeah. you depressed fuck the stool fuck you, the stool you trying to like, throw the word nigga in the set yeah. somewhere yeah. like it's like it's so that's redundant to yeah. me it was so different and so what happened was is I would come out I started I had a lot of friends who or not a lot but some theater college friends that were out here and so I would mm -hmm. come out and visit and I would do shows and I remember I had only been doing stand up for maybe seriously for like a year and a half two years mm -hmm. at this point and um, I came out to New York and I did why it's the next night train no way yeah. that was such a good show um and it's only because i did like it was like truly a friend of a friend like uh like gave me uh, marianne mm -hmm. ways who's like yes. booker extraordinaire uh my tape and she booked me and i did that show and like after that show like i remember talking to her and mm -hmm. she was just like well you're you're good at this she's like when are you coming here and i was like oh i don't know because everyone in chicago was like you gotta wait you gotta wait six years doing this before you go to new york or <laughs> Ooh, la people in chicago you gotta liars. do this show you gotta do this show you gotta like before you go you have to hit these marks and i was like yeah i'm just sort of like waiting and she was like well you're good she's like do you want to do this do yeah. you want to do comedy full-time do you want to make this your career someday and i was like yeah absolutely and she was like well you you're at the point now where you're like good enough to do this so just what are you waiting for? Right. Word. And literally, I got back to Chicago a month and a half later. I moved to New York. You picked up all your shit and you left. Sold it all. Uh, came to Sold it three, all? Three or bucks, two bags, one me to New York. <laughs> came, lived in a fucking terrible loft situation with seven roommates. No, Ooh. no, Joel. Seven no. roommates. Seven roommates. Where? Uh, Bushwick. McKibben seven people Luffs. lived in. Uh -huh. It was a duplex. It was a two-story duplex. So there were we each did have our own rooms. Yeah, but I was they like, were wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I don't know no place in Bushwick that you can have seven motherfuckers in there. The McKibben is a warehouse. Uh, how many bathrooms? Two. That's not enough bathrooms. No, not for seven. Uh, it's, and it's everyone, one. seven people. I need three, yeah. four bathrooms. Yeah, but that's the difference between like New York and L.A. You'll have all this these roommates, and in L.A. you can literally Here's have your thing. place. That's why I mean. That's why I decided to stay. So I went out there a year ago, almost to, to today, mm -hmm. to work on a show, and I I was like, I'll, I'm coming back to New York. I'm going to work for three months on this show, and then I'm coming back to New York. I am not done with New York. And then I was subletting this apartment in L.A. And the apartment next door opened up and I was like casually like look because I gave up my apartment. I was like, I'm ready to live alone in New York. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find it. And I was like it, from L.A. I was like looking at apartments and like trying to work with a broker and like the nightmare of looking for an apartment in New York. And brokers, they they get you with that little 12 percent broker's fee. And you, you think that means a month, but it's 12 percent of the Every year. year. Yeah. It's a lot of money. And I'm like, I gotta so do the math. It's yeah. expensive. And I was like looking at what I could afford. And the thing is, is so the apartment next door to the one that I was subletting opened up and it was I sign. asked the landlord and I was like hey can I just like look at this apartment and it was a one bedroom mm -hmm. and it was truly like for what I'm paying for this one bedroom now I would have to live in like far east Flatbush in a studio <laughs> mm -hmm. like you know and I was like can I look at this apartment and he was like sure I looked at it and I was like how would I apply for this and he was literally like do you just want it and I was like, um, it was yeah. made for you. Yeah, no. And then literally, literally made within for four hours, I hadn't even like seriously considered permanently moving to L.A. And then within four hours, I literally he was like, just write me a check and I'll give you the keys. And uh. I wrote him the check <laughs> and he handed me the keys. And I suddenly had a one bedroom apartment that in L.A. That drugs bad. He's yeah. like, he's give me like, the no, check right now. He's scratching his throat. Yeah. He's like, come on, just give me the money, man. <laughs> Antonio Diaz is the best landlord I've ever had. He's the sweetest man. This is his story. This is crazy. Okay. So um, this guy, the guy who owned my building has three buildings on the block. Right. And they're they're all small, like 19 units each, Rich. whatever. Yeah. And he, his wife died and they oh. had no kids. And then he got cancer and he oh. was dying. And Tony oh, no. is the super of my building. And Tony took care of him until he died. And unbeknownst to Tony, he left him all three buildings. Look at that. So, so Tony, so Tony went from being just the super of this building to owning three buildings on this block. And he's such a good dude. He's like, it's just easier for me not to raise the rent and know that every single apartment will be filled immediately than like raising the rent every year and kicking people out and pricing people out. And he's a good man. Do you want to know how fucking good he is? I went abroad to do shows and I was gone for like a month and a half and I am such a bad driver. This is something we can talk about in LA. My bumper was like lopsided 
slided. It was like hanging down low on one side. And I left and I came back. That motherfucker fixed my bumper because it quote unquote made him sad to look at. Oh, <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, what? Well, who Tony way? He's single? Yeah, he's, he's, he's dating black single. girls or what's happening? What's up? He's an older Hispanic man. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. He has three lovely dogs. And I three think he has, lovely dogs. I think he has a girlfriend. I think he has a, I think he has a he girlfriend. He can get a side girlfriend. Marie, he's, he's, a handsome, he's actually like, he's an older guy and not, not for me, but he is a handsome man. You can tell. He you said can tell not he's for me. He's a handsome man. Shade. And the thing is, is oh, people were furious when I got this apartment because it is the building where like people one opens up and everyone is like trying to get their friends in there immediately. Because oh. so there is it is funny because there's like three like families basically. You can you can trace the lineage of every person back yeah, to like yeah. who initially like tipped them off. So to people the were mad at you because you got the yeah, apartment first. I literally found out about it almost the day that it, it opened up because like I was down by my pool. Okay. Hanging with one of the neighbors and he casually mentioned, he was like, hey, yeah, that unit next to you is opening up. And I was like, oh, crazy. I was like, I should talk to Tony about it. And he was like, you should do it right now because literally put people on your, will find out. Put on your pants now and go yeah. and talk to, or did you go up to uh, Tony? And you know, he went up there in his Speedo. He was yeah. like, hey, Tony. <laughs> Tony. Just doing lunges yeah, just, in Tony's Well, face. that was a big part of it because honestly, I was like, it was December at this point and I was in my Speedo by a pool. And I was like, you know yeah. what? I lived in the Midwest my entire life. I've done New York for five years. You deserve I'm done it. with winter. Yeah. I'm done with it. I hate, I hate the it. winter so much. I'm from honestly, here. Honestly, it's I fucking October it. and it's frigid outside. And you didn't bring no jacket. I, I know you didn't. One jean jacket. That's one it. Je- that's not enough. And it's because not you enough. forgot what it's like here. Yeah. Well, it's October. <laughs> I figured it, this is jean jacket no, month. Honey. No, honey. That was September. And like the thing is. And I I said this uh, just a second ago to a friend, but I was just like, this is the first I've been back to New York almost every month that since I've I left, mm-hmm. except for literally September is the only time I haven't been back. And this is the first trip back where I literally walking here. I was like, I don't miss this as much as I used to. That's what happened. You're growing. That's growth, yeah. boo. It's called a breakthrough. Like, uh-huh. I, need to, I was like, uh, th- I'm glad I only have two more days because uh, <laughs> i just like i can't do the cold i gotta get back but and i like and it that's was an how you adjustment know you're in the right place it is well you know it was really hard the first like four to five months were okay. really debilitatingly what's the hardest hard. part about because moving. so what happened is is uh, basically just flip because i'd been going out there to do work shit for a while and mm-hmm. i i had fr- a, a friend group out there i had mm-hmm. my gaze you is know, that a like, good plan though is it like when you go to la have shit set up because i feel yeah. like you can struggle in new york and bum it out and make it work in la you really got to have something you, going on you have to have a network yeah. a, a support system yes. in place because it is so lonely yeah yeah it is that's so what i was lonely. gonna say i uh because i lived in la for a while and oh, i didn't right. know anybody yeah. and when i got there i didn't like it because i knew no it's one it's so much harder no one hangs out they the, don't plan, they're like so the, neighbors. the lovely thing about coming back to new york is i know that in new york i can show up at a show and i will go i will see a thousand people i know right. and then we will move to a second and third location right. in la you never move to a second location <laughs> you, never move. you go to the show and that's then it. everyone disperses and that's right. it or you like have plans to go to this party and that is the location you know right and so it is it's a much it's an adjustment because it is like you have to plan and like people don't want to leave their houses because they're so big. <laughs> their houses that's are the big. Thing, that's the thing. That's why people that's go out lovely. so much in New York is you're trying to escape your small ass apartment with your roommates. Tiny you're ass. like, just get me out of here. I need to be out of this like claustrophobic space. And in LA, everyone has these great apartments that they're like, I yeah. would rather be here. They're like, well, we have a full balcony and it's two bathrooms. Yeah. Like yeah. I had two bathrooms. I had my own bathroom when I lived in LA and a balcony. We wheeled the TV out onto the balcony once and watched The Lion King on a Sunday just outside. That's I was like, so I can't beautiful. do this in New York. Ah, it is. So why nice. do we bum it out here so hard? Why do we go because, hard for New York the way we do? Because we're all struggling, so we're all kind of sad. Yeah. But then in LA, the sun is shining and it the, the, doesn't there really is rain. Nice, it is nice to be able, because this is the other thing. I hated LA the first couple of times I went because you really do have to know the spots to go like I ended up between meetings and shit like just going to fucking Barnes and Noble or whatever or Chipotle yeah. because there it, it is like a sprawling suburb almost yes and New York you walk outside your door you can take five steps and there will probably be something interesting or cool to, 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 do. Sit, to do. sit at a cool coffee shop what a nice restaurant yeah in LA if you don't want to go to a chain you have to know where like to where to go because it is just like everything is a strip mall and everything is a Chipotle. Right. Spread, it's spread out. Everything, and is, everything, spread, spread everything out. is spread out. And so you can't, it's really hard to just bum around LA. You know, <laughs> you like you can just, just like kick around New York forever. Right. Because you'll eventually find, 
walking in New York is easy. When I was walking in is LA, it? it is easy because people there's so much you, to see. There's so many people that you can randomly yes. bump into. In LA, they look at you if hanging out walking, their car. Like, what the hell are you doing? If you were walking in LA, people are like, oh, that poor homeless person. Yeah. <laughs> like, truly. 100%. I, like, the, the, and there's a lot of places don't have sidewalks. So you're like, on the street. Uh, on the street. <laughs> like, on the like, weird curved grass area by yeah, the mall. Where you the know? tree roots are like up, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. And it's like, I just, it's dangerous. It's dangerous to be out walking in LA. Yeah, but um, it gets, it's just too many people on the sidewalk. And then the people who want to fucking hold hands and be in a group yes. with each other. It's just, I, it's so, that's I'm so New claustrophobic. Yeah. And, that's, and yeah, Soho she's saying, yeah. and Times Square yeah. and the Lower East Side. It's like where can I go Let and I just have it. a sidewalk to to myself. You'll miss Listen, it. the first time I went to LA, I was like, it's so clean here, and then I saw where the dirty people were. But <laughs> I was like, wow, I don't even think because for the longest time I thought pigeons were only New York based. <laughs> I had never no. seen a pigeon. I was they like, travel boo. I was like, look at these dirty doves. Like I like I didn't know that that was a thing anywhere else except here. Yeah, but here's the thing though that is crazy is that you will miss that energy of like walking yes. you'll miss it it's i don't know i live in a nice i i found my then the other thing i like about my neighborhood is it's slightly walkable it is like just walkable where's enough. your where's your neighborhood i live on the east side of la it's the only place to live in la okay. um, is it diverse it is di- yeah I mean, every Jill's place there. uh yeah exactly <laughs> it's a little diverse um it's los feliz um i live in walking distance straight smack dab in the middle of both la ucbs what a dream i can wow. walk i can you. walk seven minutes in any direction but also walking distance to the Scientology Center because yes, I feel like yes. I've seen that too it's scary that it's yeah. scary out there castle. you know what's crazy is that whoever used to live in my apartment I get mail for him and he gets handwritten letters from the Church of Scientology being like where are you we miss you what happened uh, to you he had and my thing is I think they disappeared him and they're sending these letters to Just be to like cover their tracks. Yeah, to be like we handwritten. We, we've been se- we've been sending him letters asking him where he is. Like we don't in, know where he is. In cursive so you open in the cursive. Mail. Oh I mean, yeah, oh always oh, cuz it's from the Church of Scientology and I'm like I got to know. Oh I want I the first time I started doing it is cuz I was like, "Oh, I want to know a secret." I want to know what's really where going are on. you? Did you and open his like, mail? Yeah, yeah, I know it's full oh felony, my full God, felony. It's I know. A total uh, felony, we say dude. we say allegedly and here. Allegedly, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um, I will say too. The other thing that happened to me after a year in LA is that so like here, I would much rather on a beautiful day in New York walk like two miles than mm-hmm. get wait for a bus or get in a train or whatever go down underground if it's mm-hmm. beautiful. In LA now, it is so funny. Like we'll park somewhere and my friends and I will be walking. Can we just take an Uber? And they're like, Joel, it's literally seven blocks. And I'm like, that's so far. I can't walk that far. And it's- they're like, you're from New York. And I'm like, I re- just refuse. I'm like, any distance. I will drive my car literally three minutes to the right aid now because <laughs> I am a terror. I am destroying the planet. No, I'm the reason we have 12 years left on this planet. No, no, no it's no. also because like there's less to see in LA when you're walking. Yeah. It's, it's like it's just like the side of a building and then a bum and then a target and then a another building and look six types of palm trees but it's just it's a different walk seven minute walk in new york is nothing yeah. no but it, it's a great walk because the air is freaking clean nah, they in got LA? smog sis they got no. they got smog i i have a website in la that tells you uh that, that checks the air quality and the other week in la because there were forest fires in canada that the wind was blowing down oh fuck if you spent at six hours or more outdoors in LA, it was the equivalent of smoking three cigarettes. Bitch, are you serious? Yeah. yeah. It's actually been a really rough transition. You'd think that it would be better in LA for me, but I have mm. asthma and my oh, lungs are, are bad. And so like, I truly have to like hide indoors sometimes. Because With your I, asthmatic I, ass. Yeah, Damn. It's rough. Yeah, <laughs> you have one of the little, you don't wear the little mask, the little surgeon mask? No, no he can't do that. I ain't one of those. <laughs> I ain't one of those. <laughs> I ain't one of those. I New York agents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are your favorite uh, places to be in LA like what, people listening that are like well where where should I go um, Akbar is I think one of the best gay bars in the country it's a gay dive um, people will f- find that suspect because it is like a very much a dive bar but I love it where is it um, it's on the east side it's in okay. Silver Lake um, it it's just I like it's like a neighborhood gay bar in a way that like reminds me a little like, bit of yeah. it's, your, it's your cheers it's my cheers it's your cheers it is a it is like one of the few places in LA I know I can show up any week, night of the week and I will see probably at least someone I know which is actually kind of the nightmare of being gay in LA I will say is, is that, that you always bump into somebody that you know there's so it, the gay community feels so much smaller in LA mm. really? in a couple of different ways and so a it's sort of segregated from like uh to three different areas downtown gays 
East Side gays, West Side gays. What's the difference? West Hollywood gays are your Hell's Kitchen. Okay. Your okay. Hell's Kitchen, your Chelsea gays. Mm-hmm. Um, so gay gay. Yes, like Very so hard, gay. hard gay. Yeah. Um, and then like you've got your East Side gays, which are a little bit more Lax. like your Williamsburg, your East Village, like sort of a, a a nice like sort of normal like middle of the road. Like you're getting a little bit of variety in there. Yeah. And then downtown is like Crown Heights, Bushwick, like you know. So the black gays. Is that what I'm seeing? Yeah. I'm hearing no, black, well, black urban gays? No. <laughs> urban uh, gays? They're, they're spread throughout. But gays it is, that wear Tim's. Yeah. It's more. BET gays. Gays. No, I'm thinking like Bush, like gentrified Bushwick. Ah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, so like, uh, like white twinks wearing uh, thrift store clothes. Mm. Um, but, it's um, like, I don't know if you're a gay or a hipster. Yeah. That's right. not an exact science. Ironic mustaches. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's crazy because I feel like in New York, I could hook up with a guy that I met out and then they would just disappear into the mist and I never have to see them again. Yeah. I I casually dated this guy uh when I first moved there, which a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um but the thing is it's like <laughs> everyone was in the business of it because they're like, oh you're dating Sam. Like he dated everybody. Like he dated this person. I hooked up with Sam. Everyone How do you feel about that though? Like you you're just not gonna get that one person who just doesn't hook up with everybody. True, it, true. It's in every community. There's always that one person, and it's just like, well, let's see how they do. Maybe they're really good. That's why everybody's fucking them. Yeah, well, <laughs> That's why everybody's it, riding it, and their it was train. True. Yeah. We were both great. And honestly, like, it was a source of growth because I tend to like. I, I fucking I flee. I, I prefer to like see them disappear in the mess, like I said. But with Sam, because like he was friends with all my friends and we're in like there are sixteen gay men on the east side, basically. <laughs> um we stopped dating. He was like, I don't I'm not feeling this and like and I was like, That's cool. And now he is one of my best friends in LA. Ah, and, see, like, I can't be nobody's best friend after, that's we, not after you haven't seen my clit. No way. You see my clit? This is it. That's it. Um but no, it is and and like I've never had I've I don't think I've ever bef- like been friends with someone after casually dating them like and hooking no. up with them. Sydney, have you ever stayed friends with an ex? No. But no, LA no, will no, do no. that. LA I've will do that to you. I've never even wanted to attempt that. Like we, th- we'll, we'll chat like through DMs a little bit. Like they'll, oh, I'm so proud of you, blah, blah, blah. I see you out here. And I'm like, you can't come back. There. But nah, see, the thing is, is he, ca- <laughs> we, we ended things. He Like we stopped like hooking up and dating like early enough that like I wouldn't even call him an ex like that's like that's an over like that's too much you're giving it too much to just like to even talk about what I like it was it was a lot and it was like weird because it just felt like it was happening in front of an audience you know like the (laughs) whole people in my business and here it's just like there's so much noise in New York that like no one can it's really hard to pay attention unless you're like the, the circle of attention is much smaller in New York whereas in LA there's not a whole lot going on so everyone's sort of like in your reaching business. for like pointing what are you doing what's happening there yeah. Yeah. you guys broke up you guys are still together yeah. Yeah. you know he used to date so and so shut yeah. up you know what the don't other don't tell me who he used to date the other nightmare of being gay in LA is that it it does feel like in New York I had a very diverse group of gay male friends that I would hang out with often mm-hmm. and in uh, that all walks of life many different professions many yeah. different interests in LA everyone in the industry every gay and literally every, even the people every who drive gay, the Uber yes. like and in New York the Uber drivers you're like oh I know he got some home in uh, Queens Historia he don't like comedy like yeah. he's just like this is right. what I do I'm a driver drivers, but in LA the, everybody's like well you know I'm working on my script uh, you know I'm a director yeah. I'm also in music videos the Uber drivers though yeah like I had a driver drop me off at like the Sony lot and the guy was like oh I just want to be where you, I want to be where you are right now and I was like can you just drive me to where I'm going yeah uh, now just- I'm sad now i'm right. sad it's you like know? um i'm just gonna turn my music all the way up yeah and <laughs> but like they're like they're telling you what they want to yeah. do while they're dropping you off where you going but and the thing is is like a lot of the game they're like working and they're like doing cool things but it's just like it's weird when like you see a casting director that you just auditioned for like getting fucking railed in the dark room at spotlight you oh know my like God. and it's Let's just talk like about, walk us through that story so you go to spotlight you go to spotlight what is spotlight okay. for an after dinner drink so once again let me detail the the true hard part about being gay in LA is there is only one cool thing that happens every weekend for gay people like whereas here there's like cool bars and parties and blah 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 you can go to um, that come through but truly in LA it is like like I remember last Halloween I was in LA and 
there's this monthly party called Spotlight. It's like a little bit of like a circuit party, and like you get a you you RSVP, and then they send out the location ah, night of. It's of a those. warehouse party. Oh, I love like those. It, it moves around. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. There's Secret a couple location. of those. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a, it's, a, it's a, and uh, there's a couple of those that happen on a rotating basis in LA, and like every you see, every, I literally will text friends when I'm there. I'll be like, Hey, are you coming? And they without any like discussion of it, they'll be like, No, I'm on my way. And it's just because. We, I didn't even have to say, are you coming to Spotlight? Because I know there's only one thing going on that night. Mm-hmm. And so oh, I love we're all that. going. Yes, it's like a, a traveling house of yes. Yes, it really is. And and so it's like, it's in these different spots. It's very secretive and like, but not really. And then like everyone's doing whatever they want. And this is the other nice thing that I actually noticed on this trip back to New York is that because our gay community is so sprawling and there are so many of us here, we self-segregate in a way that like, I went to this uh, sort of illegal gay bar in in Bushwick called Spectrum, and like everyone, never heard of that. It's new-ish. It's well, new-ish. Sydney, it's like you, one of those places like kids are smoking indoors. It's an illegal I bar. I get my gay together. Yeah. Like, what get the hell? Get it's like your a gay map quest together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everyone, everyone in Bushwick in the gay scene like looks roughly the same, dressed exactly the same. But because there's only this like one cool thing that happens in LA for gay people, every like genre of gay is sort of forced to congregate together and like like it's just like west uh like west hollywood muscle gays like little queer gender queer like you know Mm -hmm. um alt boys Mm -hmm. and like me and like my friends and like you know everyone in between is sort of like congregating together because we just sort of have to which i kind of like because you can taste a little bit of everything i mean taste the rainbow (laughs) but these parties are cool there's like um you know it's in a warehouse and then there's a dark room where you can just sort of go in. Develop and... photos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Develop photos. But Is that what we're calling fucking now? Yes. Developing, Developing the, photos? the photos. And so it can be rough though, because like I love a public sex act. I, I truly, I, I, you know, I was. But what do you love about a public sex act? I, I'm an exhibition. I just pulled my fucking pants you down sure in did studio. to show us your tattoo that you could have just rolled your yeah, pants exactly, like that for. Exactly. Um, no, I do love that. It is harder though. Like it is like sort of the catch twenty two of like wanting to be famous is that like yeah. the more I do shit that's like uh, out there in the world people will like be like is that Joel yeah but you got to do that you got to do that early in the in the career yes. so people oh. will be like oh it's nothing that's what you do yeah no but exactly but if all of a sudden right. you're like oh I'm just shit and then pretty big part of my brand yeah. so <laughs> it is like. It is not like a shock to by any means when they people see me going in and out of the dark room. Right. And <laughs> but it is like weird sometimes we're all like I got in a fight with the manager at my Equinox because he wouldn't do this thing for me. And then I truly saw him getting railed in the dark room at Spotlight. And so <laughs> you're like, like, are you, you going to do that favor now? I know. And now I feel Did like you say, I, hey, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Nice you should have did again. that. You should have let him know that you saw him. I, uh, I'm sure he didn't care. Oh, I no. You just you sort of have to let it go after yeah. a, a little bit of time. But mm, I'm petty. Yeah, but I'm gonna bring it up. I'd be like, Brian, eh? hey, hey, can I talk to you for a moment? Actually, <laughs> this is a perfect. I was just gonna ask you for a favor. <laughs> <laughs> so petty. Uh. Uh, truly petty. So this guy, so Equinox, is that your, is that gym of choice that in is, LA? That is the gym of choice and I regret it truly every day. It's Everybody like, um, looks so damn good. It's like $900 a month. It's so expensive and quite honestly, um, not worth it. Not in any way worth it. Well, the trainers are not that great. The trainers are not that great. I, my trainer was an Equinox trainer mm-hmm. and then, and he was, he's, oh, Brendan. Shout out to Brendan. Hey, Brendan. 6'4", mm. covered in tattoos. Yeah, I'll show I, you a picture after the show. Yeah, no, I mean. Off camp. He's, he's great, mm-hmm. straight. Um, and I was oh, like okay. a little nervous because he's from Boston. And I'm like, it was one of those situations. I asked him for help with something when I was just working out. And he's like, do you want, he was like, I would love, you have a free session. I, we should work out. And I was like, okay. And so I met with him and immediately I was like, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> just so that like, he was aware. And he was like, He's cool. like, okay, come finish those tricep dips. Yeah, and he was like, uh, and I knew he was from Boston. I was like, oh, man, he's probably going to be like a Trump supporter or like a race. I don't know. Uh, and so then at the end of our session, I would, I was like on pins and needles the whole time. And then he was like stretching me out. And I was like, oh, I'm going to Boston soon for shows. And he was like, cool. He's like, Boston is just full of fucking cops. And then under his breath, he was like, and racist. And ah, I was like, oh, you can hang. You, yeah. can, like, hang. you can stretch yeah. me you out. All it, of a sudden, you your it. hips opened up. <laughs> no, he's like the best dude. And then he also like, he listened to my album, which was so sweet. And he was like, and I talk about hooking up in steam rooms at the gym on my album. It's mm-hmm. one of my closers. And he was like, thank you so much for contextualizing some of the nonsense behavior I see going on in this gym studio. <laughs> he's like, I thought guys were just being rude, but now I think they were hitting on me. And I was like, Brendan, they were absolutely uh, yeah. hitting on me. 
um, but he he was an Equinox trainer and he quit because he was like I had to disagree with the management he's like you can come with me to this other gym though and like you don't have to be a member at the gym you can just pay me and because they're cool it's a smaller Blake. thing okay yeah. He's yeah. The, no he went <laughs> he went to a very <laughs> boutique a very chill like, a very lovely gym that I actually really like uh-huh. but he told me once uh, now he was like yeah part of the problem he had with them is that they really put the pressure on to be like sales there as a trainer yeah. and like not goal oriented and he was like the man, my manager kept being like you need to start flirting with gay men you need oh, to go out there and he's like gross. your target should be older gay men oh. and like you should go out there while they're working out and like flirt with them a little bit and then get them to sign up and then like they'll never meet their goals so oh. um, yeah. yeah it was really gross like he was That's really going into it with me gross. and I was like I'm glad you left Brendan because you're better than that because yeah. you're better than that but you're mm-hmm. still at Equinox yeah oh I still <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but yeah. you're not better than but, that but like now I go half as much it's even less worth it because I'm I'm Twice a week, like I work out four times a week, and twice is with Brendan. So it's like, what am I doing? Yeah, but your goals are go- your goals are. You mean your goals? I felt yeah. your back earlier. Really. It is a little <laughs> dip in your goals. It's when great. you go to the gym, what are you doing? Like, give us a quick, like a quick. I do like two a- days of lower body, two days of upper body. It's really all set with Brendan. It's changed because now we're doing this split. But basically, one day it's all built around one main lift. Okay. Where you really destroy yourself doing a squat, a deadlift, a bench, or an incline bench. And then you and then the foam roll and go like, home. Because yeah. you have an incredible body. That is and you have no outrageous. problem showing it Super on Instagrams. <gasps> and we just truly appreciate that. I mean, you're really out here helping you know, the men realize what a good body is. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. think that's the thing in LA. Like, everyone works towards looking oh, good. Here's yes. the thing. I disagree. You disagree? I think that the men in New York are so much hot. I think the the it is a myth that people are hotter in LA. Oh, and I don't think, think that they're that, hotter. I just think that you guys are more healthy. Maybe that's true, but I I think like people are so much hotter in New but York. But you can be ugly and drink a green juice. That is true. Know? That is true. That is true. No, I think it's a different type of good looking in LA. It just it's just like more refreshing like they're they're more vain yeah, in LA fun. like you'll have like a like they're more in, groomed yeah like in New York you'll have somebody who literally looks like they didn't brush their teeth or wash their ass <laughs> and they'll just go through the whole day and it's like yeah you physically look decent but you're dirty yeah like you that's it's not, true. That's it's, not a true. Dirty, it's a dirty city sis. it's a, it's a dirty ass city <laughs> that's not but hot I, to me I, I think too like oh fuck just about to that say. the men are yeah, hotter, hotter here. Than I well, I definitely test better in LA. Weirdly, hmm. than I test. It's I think the gay men are hotter in New York, but I can get a hotter man in LA. Okay, I agree. So I feel like you're, I agree in the, with you're in the right place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's partially because I think there are a lot of Asians on the West Coast, and a lot of people yes, grow they up are. grow up around Asian people. So it's not like a like you. It's you, not a weird fetish. Yeah, thing. it's not a weird fetish thing. So I appreciate that. Here's what I wanted to say mm-hmm. about my Instagram presence, because for me, that is for me. I, it makes me feel good. Yes, I love the validation. Yeah, I have There's struggled with. That. I struggled with my body image for a long time. Here's the thing. I and I won't name names. Okay. I'll name names off mic. Okay, but there are straight comedians. Mm. That are in our, not our, in our circle, but are successful. Mm. And I see, you know, at the festivals and who give people like me and Mateo shit and say comedians should not be about their bodies on Instagram. It shouldn't be. That's because they like, don't have no good body. Exactly. If you don't have what I their say, shows to promote. What I say to them is like, I'm sorry, but straight women and gay men, we do not get fucked for our personality. Nope. I'm sorry. That is not a part of our privilege. We can't have a fucking lumpy ass body look no. at and be funny and have hot women no. flock to us because for whatever Preach. goddamn reason. Also, I'm sorry I had to work for this. <laughs> Why are you policing my Instagram? Exactly. It's fucking Instagram. It's for my followers. Like, my followers don't give a damn about you and your, your lumpy potato I'm, body. What mm-hmm. exactly are, am I supposed to be using my Instagram for if not pictures of myself? And when you say and, like, straight comedians, you're talking about men. Yeah. Obviously. Because oh, yes, yes, women yes, don't yes. have an issue with it. No, like, no, no, like, no, no. Live no. your life. Women were like, yes, do? where did you get those briefs from? And it's, yeah. and oh my I, God, love your thumb. It's like, I'm sorry that not every single 360 moment of my life is about stand-up fucking Oh, I love I that you do th- other things like, and you have you, friends and like, you're like, please let your life. me have this one corner of my social media presence that does not have to be about self promotion or jokes. Yes. You know? It's so crazy because those posts that they're complaining about are the ones that get the most likes. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're still trying to break 200 likes. Well, and I like, think it's like for them, they're like, well, 
aren't you worried that people, uh, your fans are, are, are fans of you because you're hot or because you're funny? And it's like, I don't, so fuck, what? They fans. I don't fucking care because <laughs> they're, they're still tickets. buying the tickets. Yes, Shut they are up. still putting money in my pocket. Sold out weekend <laughs> yeah. in Rhode Island And quite honestly, wherever. the fucking fact is, is like I'm on the road most weekends and I am going to these straight ass fucking clubs and there are not gay people in the audiences. I have to work twice as hard sometimes <laughs> to have them come to get, see you. to get well to get these fucking weird ass homophobes who like preach are there is a bear there's a hurdle initial and the first 10 minutes of my set is just getting them to understand that i am gay and that like that's it's it's just like and it's fine yeah it's to okay. settle into that yeah yeah and you know what i'm glad that you spoke about this because clearly you know me and marie we are cut from the same cloth beautiful Thank it's you. a beautiful cloth uh, it's such and a beautiful cloth. We, people get upset because they're like you know Y'all bitches just get to be yourselves and have fun and you don't put pressure on yourself to to like everything is not a damn like flyer. Yeah. Everything is not a damn like, oh, I'm on stage with a damn mic in my hand. Exactly. Like, people oh, want to see what we're doing. Sometimes I look at my Instagram and I'm like, am I a comedian? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the last time I put a photo of a microphone pic. Like, yeah. do I do comedy? <laughs> it is for it's me. crazy. But is it crazy? No. Like I can do it's other true. things and... I, listen, I could be cute. I could have a, bu- a bunch of followers. Uh-huh. I can have a, a nice little butt and I can still be a comedian. Crush. Yeah. Crush. I can still be out here booked, busy and blessed. And Joel, I know that you're booked, busy mm. and blessed. And you're doing it. You have all like all the proof is in the pudding. Honey. Right. Honeys. And it's so weird when people are like, people are only laughing. And it's like people do not laugh at you because you're hot. We know hot comedians who are not funny. Yes. Woo! We name them. <laughs> I have <laughs> seen them bomb. We have seen them bomb constantly. And, and then somebody will go buy them a drink, and it's like, okay, great, whatever. But just because you're attractive, like because I know that Sydney, when you started doing comedy, people yeah. would be like, but you're too pretty to do to do comedy. And it's actually really frustrating when I get on stage because either a lot of people are not listening because they're like, well, wow, you're like mm. stunning. Why or they're are you not doing on your this? side? They're like, they're not them, on your side. Look at yeah, them they, they say, prove it. Yeah, yeah. make, make me laugh. They give me a hard time because they're just trying to figure like, why the fuck are you doing this? Are you really that funny? And it's like, I have to break so many walls down. But if I was like, you know. It's so hard to be hot, you yeah, guys. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> Nobody wants to bang me. Like, um, Yeah, I don't no, believe in No, I will say though, Sydney, I still remember the very first time I ever saw you at an open mic and I thought, this is the most striking woman I have really? ever seen. Wait, was it Eurovision? <laughs> it was, no, it was at that place, Crocodile Lounge, Kristen Mana, and um, Redheaded Boys. Mike, I don't, I don't. Oh know. my god, that was so long ago. That was, I mean, that was truly like five or six years yes. ago. Yes. Oh um, my god, me and Marie would go to like all of the mics, the dustiest mics, and it's just like I'm. I'm well, I remember. I don't know if you were coming or going to work, but you were. I think you were in like a full cocktail dress. Like <laughs> she was. And, she was not even working that day. She was <laughs> off. That was just her Tuesday Luke Friday. And I was, I lit, and it was like that dark, gross, like w- low ceiling, mm-hmm. like, and it was truly like you just, and like all the sweaty, like backpack sweatshirt. It was like, <gasps> and like, and then Sydney, and you were so funny. I still remember you were very funny. You were talking, it was one, you were workshopping some of your old man. Uh, yes, my old, yeah. old. Old man, old rich guy. Old rich guy material. material. Yes, yes, and yes. That's I, currently you, on Comedy Central. You fucking mm-hmm. slayed. And, uh, but I was, I truly remember seeing you go up and being like, she's not, well, she's confused. <laughs> 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 this isn't, this is not the America's Next Time Model Go See. This is an open mic. Sydney's um, like, I just want to show you guys my book. <laughs> <laughs> I had my comp card and everything. She up there smizing and telling jokes yeah. and the dudes with the sweaty backpacks are like, <laughs> what did you hear? Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, but I, you know what? You're truly appreciated, Joel, in the comedy community. Thank we need you. we need more people like you just living your life and not putting boundaries on your well, comedy or say, or how you look. That's the first two or three years in New York. It's like we and we all live this life of mm-hmm. like do work your nine to five, go and do two, one to two to three open mics, and just like grind it out until two a.m. and then repeat. And that first year in New York, that was my life. Yeah, and I'm glad I did it because it made me a better com- comedian, sure. obviously. But like at a certain point, it's like I'm so glad I have the bandwidth to have a life now outside yeah, of that. Yeah, because a lot of comics and I'm, maybe a lot, a lot is fetishize the, that. A lot, maybe a lot is not the right amount, but there are a good number of comics. All they do is eat, sleep, breathe comedy. 
they don't even have jobs. They like sleep in a basement with mm-hmm. a sheet as a door because they <laughs> and they think they, save that money. makes them better, and they right. think that makes and it's like, sis, it, you're just real. poor, no. yeah. and you're still not funny. Marie. And it's like the thing is, is so, like I didn't. This is why Marie has no friends, and you I'm fine that? with that, sis. <laughs> I wrote some good ass jokes in the time when I was only eat, sleeping, breathing comedy. But the thing is, is like when I started living a life, I had way more to talk, talk about. about. Yeah, it's just and. That's why I'm like, comedians, go out and hug your friends. Yeah. Not to, just be happy that they're talking about Have, shit that has nothing to do with politics. Like, I love meeting somebody who just wants to talk about some upholstery right now. Like, mm. if you want to talk about your couches and your carpet and your curtains, let's go. Seriously? Tell me, That's what me you want to talk about? Put me on some, some new fabrics. Sis. I'm good with it. Really? Yes. I'm learning so much about you right now. I want. Podcast. Yes, I want to talk about some new stuff. I mean, everything that's going on in the world is stressful. And it makes me frustrated. I have one new friend in LA who is a lawyer, mm. and I'm like, I like cling to him like a life raft because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I just need someone who does not work in this industry, does not want to work in this yeah. industry, yeah. and like does not want to talk about this industry. You're like, you let's know? talk about torts. Exactly. <laughs> let's talk about yeah, torts. Uh, so Joel, tell people who are listening where they can catch you. Like, can, where are you at? I am all over the web. All my handles are I hate Joel Cam. Um, <laughs> If you're in New York, please come. I'm coming back for the New York Comedy Festival. I'm bringing my show, The Joy Fuck Club, uh-huh. which is a celebration. Yes. We did it. Uh, it's Clusterfest. Uh-huh. You were there. Um, and it's a it's an all-Asian lineup. Uh, we play games. We talk about sex and being Asian. And Where is great. the show going to be? It's going to be at the Bell House, November 9th, 10 p.m. Look it up. Uh, the Joy Fuck Club. Um, Bowen Yang, Patty Harrison, Ronnie Chang, yes. Karen Shi. They're yes. all going to be there. Great lineup. Um, it's going to be a fucking blast. And if it doesn't sell out, I will be humiliated so guys get those tickets <laughs> get those damn tickets we got, y'all we got 400 tickets to sell come on <laughs> yeah. buy a ticket buy two tickets yeah. buy two tickets and, and then please all of you move to LA it'll make my life so much easier well you know we're you. there regularly to, yeah, yeah I know I see you I see you at the Chinese food restaurant I mean <laughs> <laughs> is that where you be at Marie <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the wifi is there a wifi here <laughs> did so we learn good. anything today I feel like we did I feel like we learned more about Joel I learned that Joe will pull his pants down in a studio. <laughs> yes. And you know how we've been reading off um, some of the reviews of our podcast? Yes. Um, well, we had somebody, her name is Barry, and okay. she is a like, write or die listener. Okay. And she's like, well, a lot of the experts, you know, go on, they have the title, and then their conversation has nothing to do. And I'm like, we trying something new, sis. Ride with us. Figure it out. You know, we Wait, have- she complain. Oh, Barry. Barry. She complained that we don't really be talking to the experts about what the experts say. <laughs> <Yeah. Barry. laughs> I think we did a good job of that. We too. did. We talked we a got... lot about LA. We yes, talked we a lot about LA. Sydney, I, f- I wish you would have read the message verbatim so we could like really get Barry's thoughts no, on this. You, Barry's a fan. You don't want to... No, Maria, no, 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 no. I, didn't wanna, mess- I, don't, I wasn't going to read Barry. Just read the message. Because last week somebody messaged me and they were like, you guys need to stop talking over the guest, right? And so we uh, we read it up top. And then we tried to be patient and like let people talk. And then immediately after the episode went up, somebody was like, keep interrupting the guests. <laughs> keep cutting them off. <laughs> you guys are doing a great, great job. Yeah. And it's like, well, everything is, you know, people want different things. Yeah, but now each episode, I want to read like a review of uh, of somebody. All like, right, well, so we didn't do it this week. Yeah, so we didn't. We gonna so do next, next week, week, we'll do it. Yeah. Anyway, Joel, we love you. We're going to do some poppers with you later. Yes, yes. we are. Yes. Well, I can't. I'll just watch you guys pop. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be the... Supervisor of the poppers, you know, oh, hold them for you. Yes, oh exactly. Sydney yeah. is clocked in, guys. Yeah. Don't forget to review, rate, and subscribe. Yes, we'll please. see you uh, at our New York Comedy Festival oh, show. Yes, November um, the fifth at Union Hall, seven thirty. Please, please, please buy tickets, yes. please. Except if you're that man. Oh, oh my god, do not. Stalker, yeah. If you're the man that stalked me, you don't come. Yeah. Flad or Fad? What was his name? Fad. Fad Baltimore. Baltimore. That's not even a real name. Sound like a porn star uh-huh. with a big dick. <laughs> anyway, bye guys. Bye. bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.